I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Carolina leading Buffalo 3-2 late in the second period. In Finland earlier today, the Avalanche beat the Blue Jackets 6-3 in the NBA tonight. Oh, it starts in a couple minutes. Uh, Toronto and Dallas. And uh, the Oilers play tomorrow against the Dallas Stars. 12.30 for the face-off show. Game at 2 here on 6.30, Chad. So uh, I had someone write in to me and say, what's the Oilers' record on the uh, the banner nights are where they do a celebration. So I, I found the... Here's the thing, guys. Thankfully, I'm, I'm not a pack rat, but I do like saving things sometimes. Uh, and the Oilers media guide is now basically just digital, and it's not... It's still very good, but it's not quite as detailed as usual, so I couldn't find it in the current media guide, but I found my media guide from the 15-16 season. So... And then I had to add on the uh, the the nights for Rod Phillips and for Kevin Lowe and for Glenn Sather. And then I included last night's Hall of Fame ceremony. Now, there have been other pregame ceremonies. You know, there was stuff before the first game at Rogers Place. There was stuff before the final game at Rexall Place. But if you want to limit it to people being honored by their either banners going up or their names going into the Oilers Hall of Fame, uh, the Oilers record in those 11 games is 5-4-2. and two. And just on the Jersey retirement nights, slash Sather and Phillips going up, it would be uh, five, three, and two. So it's okay. It's not terrible. Like, but I mean, again, we're going all the way back to 1980. Al Hamilton and his number three retired October 10th. They lost 7 4 to Quebec. Gretzky's number was retired October 1st, 99. It was a 1 1 tie with the Rangers. Uh, Curry went up October of 2001, beat Coyotes 6 2. Fewer went up October 2003, beat the Sharks 5-2. Coffee went up October 2005, lost in overtime to the Coyotes 4-3. Lost 3-0 to the Coyotes February 27th, 07, when Messier went up. Anderson went up against the Coyotes uh, January 09, won the game 6-3. Uh, they beat the Rangers 7-5 on Sather's night. They lost to the Kings on Rod Phillips' night. They beat the Rangers last year on Kalo's night, and then obviously the loss last night. So... Here's, here's the thing. I, I don't really think this is a trend. Uh, I, I, you know, you look at those years like, okay, you know, let's face it. After the 90s, the Oilers most of the time have been a mediocre or poor team. So you, you wouldn't think they would have a great record in, in most situations. Um, so I, I don't think there's a connection between the Oilers having a pregame ceremony and then how they do in the game generally. That's, that's my take on it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Motor, what are you doing? Hey, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Hey, I liked your idea of uh, of the chips and the dip and, and the video store. That was good. If only we were 21 again, my friend, or 11 for that matter. Or what? Yeah, whatever. Either way, 
I'd be going right to the comedy section and pulling out, you know, some of the John Candy favorites and or classics, and I'd be all over that. You know, we could do a little planes, trains, and automobiles, or uh, oh, Uncle Buck, yeah. maybe, perhaps, or uh, if we wanted a sports theme, we could, you know, grab Major League, perhaps, or yeah. if we just or want Bo- something Bo- really Durham. silly, The Naked Gun. I always enjoyed The Naked Gun movies. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. You didn't like those as much, eh? Uh, they're okay. I, oh, wow. See, planes, trains, to me, like, that's one of the greats. Oh, uh, planes, like, trains, I, and automobiles, yeah, I, I think. Uh, where's your hand between two pillows? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you and I are, sl- as like, you and I get along smashingly well. We're yeah. incredibly supportive of each other as friends and colleagues. But we do have slightly different interests. Like, the, the weirder comedy, like The Naked Gun, like, I embrace that. And you're a little bit like, eh, I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The comic book stuff I'm into, I think you might yeah. find actually quite freakish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fair pretty to much. Say. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, why is he talking about the Hulk? That's not a real person. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. My knowledge of that is limited at best. Yes, uh, your uh, your musical tastes are more diverse than mine. Though I though I do think I do okay, but uh, the the bu- music is more your wheelhouse for sure. Yeah, I really really love going to see a band in a in a smaller venue. Like I enjoy going to concerts at Rogers Place too. Like I went and saw. Um, uh, Greta Van Fleet this summer, and I thought, you know, that was that was wonderful. The pretty reckless open for them, it was great. But you, know, you go see a band in a, in a smaller venue, like, and I don't mean like a cover band, which that's okay. But I mean a band that plays their own stuff, and and that, I mean, that could be pretty special. I enjoy that a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, we, yeah. we'd we'd find some movies we would both be interested in renting at the oh, the old corner sure video store. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe Predator, Die Hard, something like that. Raiders of the yeah. Lost Ark. Oh, Raiders Actually, of the Lost Ark. I own it. I can bring it. <laughs> nice. There's always that Perfect. one kid, right? We're like, oh, I can bring it. I can bring that. Sure. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for checking in tonight. Uh, what? T- first of all, before we get into the other stuff, what's going on with your old club, the Rebels? Didn't they set a record or we're going to set a record or are setting a record? What's going on? Well, yeah, it depends how you look at it. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> oh, how about this? Like, they said they set a record from the start of the season, except they didn't. Because in 66-67, the Estevan Bruins went and won 22 games right off the hop. So, so have they set a record? They've set a team record, for sure. Um, they haven't really set a league record yet. So, although it was, at first it was presented like that, but I, I think somewhere along the lines... Uh, they didn't realize that in the first season of the WHL, which was 66-67, the Estevan Bruins came out of the gate at 22-0. and So Okay. All right. So, and th- But this is now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, you, so the Rebels are 13-0, and which is awesome yeah. no matter how you look at it. Yeah, it's amazing. So that's it. For sure it's a Rebels record for winning streak from the start yeah. of the season. Yeah. A- and we thought it was a WHL record. But, but okay, but the WHL in that incarnation – was mm-hmm. it considered the same as the WHL is? Because Estevan wound up in the SJ, right? They didn't stay in the, no. in the dub. No, actually, they did stay in the dub. They moved to New West and became the New West Minster. Oh, group. so that's the same. Okay, so that is the same franchise. Okay, I wasn't sure. Oh, yeah. So then, so then, then that Estevan, franchise okay. moved to Kamloops. That's now the Kamloops Blazers. 
Okay, I didn't realize that New West went back to Estevan. I thought that the team became a, a Tier 2 team. No. Okay. What happened was the franchise moved from Estevan to New West, and then another, like then a, a, a Junior A franchise moved in, called themselves the Estevan Bruins in the SJ. They've been there ever since. Okay, right. Yeah. So how did we so, miss this record then? I have no idea. And this, my friend, is why you print a league guide and keep it current. Right. And don't make it just digital and, and take the records and shrink them so that there's, like, less of them there. This is, this is why you miss these things. Right. Well, and you it, print, if you print one and keep all the records current, then this doesn't happen. Well, and this is the thing, and I mentioned this, and, and first of all, I mean, look, the, 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 the guys who keep, uh, and gals who keep all the Oilers stats and media guides and stuff, it, it's excellent. Yeah. There's fair. more player info than ever, bef ever before, but online they have pared down some of the, well, here's every hat trick that an Oilers has ever scored. Yeah. Yeah. And as I said, they took out the Jersey retirement games. So, but I have a physical copy of the 1516 media guide that has oh, the, okay. the banner yeah. nights in there. And then I added in the ones that, uh, weren't in there so you're right and, and I, somebody dm'd me a few weeks ago and said hey reed can you send me a media guide from last year and i was like yeah if i had one you could have mine they they don't yeah. give them out anymore i could send you an nhl rule book that's fun reading that is good reading yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess they missed it i don't know um i just i i saw it um and i saw greg drennan had written about it that Somewhere along the line, they missed that that first season record. So it, it's yeah, it's a it's a franchise record from start of season. Not a franchise record for all time. Their all time wins in a row is 14, and that was set in the 0102 season. Not from the start of the season, but overall. Um, but yeah, so it's not really a league record yet i mean I, I think they worded it a modern day league record but you know what the hell does that mean you yeah, know like, like things were pretty like, modern in 1966 let's yeah, face yeah, there was there was electricity and running water <laughs> as far as i know i wasn't around but was, they weren't going to the games on horseback no, exactly. <laughs> they were playing with equipment on, that's, that's and amazing. there was forward passing was allowed. <laughs> there wasn't the rover still positioned. So. No, <laughs> the net wasn't just two pegs drilled into the ice. Like, yeah. Oh, so. You're you're really making me laugh, Winner. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> uh, the bottom line is the Red Deer Rebels are good, and they got a game they tonight uh, at, uh, I believe it's at Swift, so they'll try to win 14 in a row, which would not yeah. be a record. Uh, or maybe it would. Maybe we'll find out more tomorrow. Yeah, uh, we don't know. No one knows anymore. No, no one knows. No one knows anymore. The digital, the no. dig, digital records have ruined everything. So, all right. But last night, a uh, bit of a yeah. bit of a stunner. Um, you were you were calling it. I played some of your play-by-play. It's like, oh, there's another goal. Seven seconds later. Um, I'm just curious. Your not just your perception of the Devils, but Brown and I talked about it after the game. The ability in the NHL for a lot of teams to put the pace, to push the pace, and I, I really feel like a two-goal lead going into the third period is not as significant a lead as it used to be. Yeah, I think that's – and I heard you guys talking about it last night. Um, you're right. Like, it's you, – you can't lock it down the way you used to be able to lock it down. And two reasons, exactly what you guys were talking about, the pace – 
because uh, the, the speed of the game is better than it's ever been and, and the way it's the way it's officiated like you can't hook hold and tie up like you used to be able to uh to impede progress or impede the forecheck uh so impede the pressure really so there's still you know if a team's trailing they can up the pace they can up the forecheck and if you know you're not if you're not up to that pace you're going to be chasing some chances the wrong way and that's and that's what happens. And the Oilers give up one, you know, early in the third. And at that point, I mean, you're not in too big a trouble. But that Graves shot just barely, like that barely got in. But it got in. It snuck through. And and then you got the, you know, the D playing pretty wide there on that pass up to Bratt. And, and he splits the D. And, I mean, that's what he can do is he can, he can put it off the post and in, which is what he did. So, yeah. He's got a good team. Like that – and, and I know you guys were saying last night, Dave, you didn't care who won the game. You you saw a really, really good game. Like, it was fast. There was a ton of shots, a ton of chances. Uh, if the goaltending wasn't as good as it was, whether it be, you know, Stuart Skinner or Vitek Vanacek, there could have been a lot more goals in that game. But there was certainly a lot of opportunity. It's just unfortunate for for the Oilers that, you know, things – didn't go their way in the third. Although through 40, you could argue that, you know, the Oilers were up 3-1, but I, I wouldn't say that it felt like they outplayed the Devils to the point of 3-1. That might have been, you know, a little bit generous to Edmonton at that point, and, and then things sort of evened out there at the end. But, yeah, that was that was a heck of a game. You sure would like to pick up a win tomorrow afternoon to, to make it a happy ride out um, after giving that one up. Yeah, Vikram Moon joining yeah. us tonight on Inside Sports. He has the play-by-play uh, -play tomorrow afternoon for the Oilers and the Dallas Stars. Okay, um, Mooner, uh, I got to talk baseball with you before you go. Uh, Astros, okay. for, first of all, they had the combined no hitter. Does that does the, does the combined no hitter excite you as much as an individual no hitter? No, not at all. This <laughs> doesn't even care, right? No, no. Well, I. Hey, you, you won the game. You didn't give up a hit. Wonderful. But when, like, somebody, an individual, can do a no-hitter for nine innings, which, I mean, nobody does anymore because we've, you know, analytic it out the yin-yang to the point where we never let anybody go through a, a lineup three times, um, you know, let alone four. Uh, but nobody goes through three times. So I, I don't know that we're going to see a lot of them in the future, which is too bad. But when somebody can do can do that that's that's an incredible achievement i mean to have uh, somebody go through five innings and, and then have you know four different relievers well and that's nice it's good i mean you won you didn't give up a hit but it's not as impressive what was impressive were those Phillies jerseys they were wearing yesterday those were incredible <laughs> those were the throwbacks i thought oh. mike schmidt was going to pinch hit in the bottom of the ninth yeah, where was where was like Lefty Carlson on the mound or Tug McGraw or something like that was unbelievable. Like, uh, yeah, those those throwbacks, the baby blue and that darker red, sharp look. I don't even like the Phillies, but I like that look. Have you been to that ballpark? Uh, no, just outside it. Oh, because they got year. the sports complex. Yeah, with all the yeah, all the yeah yeah. For people who don't know Philadelphia, all the arenas and stadiums are at the south end of the city. Just go south and you'll get there if you're going to a game. Yeah, it's one stop shopping. 
It's all right there. I was there, I don't know when I was there, 20, I don't know when it was actually, 2010 maybe? Went to a couple hey, games. They played the Mets. There was together. like a fight in the it. stands every inning because New York and Philly don't get along. Oh. Not, not that no, I was involved. They really don't. No. no. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mooner, you're a gentleman. Thanks for coming on and uh, having some laughs with me. Oh. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. He's gone. I think he's gone. I think his cell phone died right at the end of the interview. I think so. <laughs> it's like he timed it. I got 1% left. That was Cam Moot, my good buddy, and uh, one of our two play-by-play voices for Oilers broadcast here on 630 Chad. Jack Michaels is uh, the other, but Jack mainly found on uh, television on Sportsnet throughout the regular season. You can be found on this show if you want to participate at 780-496-0063. It is Inside Sports on 630 Chad. You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. But we could rent Twister now that this song is playing. Turn it up a bit. Yeah, we gotta get to that part. That's a good one. So awesome. Derek Scott. Yes. Is working as the studio producer this evening. Hope that you're having a good evening, buddy. Happy to be here, Wilkie. What uh, What do you have for me? Uh, let me pull up the old Textomatic 5000 here. Okay. Uh, so, Murr the Flames guy says, Hey, Uh-oh. Reed, hope all is well. Any predictions for the West Corner final this weekend? You're the Stamps guy. I have more faith in our D than our O. Uh, okay, so he's going by Murr the Flames guy right now? Yes. Usually he waits till the Stamps are champions or eliminated, I think. I mean, I guess he can change night to night. Uh, Yeah, I can do my (laughs) predictions now. We're going to talk to Adam Conar later, by the way, from the Elks. I am picking... uh, I am picking British Columbia to win. Uh, I guess i got to give scores, right? I mean, they got Rourke back. I I just think he is such a phenomenal player. I will take uh, BC 27, Calgary 17. And in the other game... Oh, man, that's a good one. Like, Hamilton-Montreal, I am not sure who to take in that game. (laughs) Um, I'll go with, uh, I'll I'll say Montreal 30, Hamilton 29. How's that? Okay, that's good. 30-29, one point. Okay. Uh, Next one here. So this is when you were talking about the Oilers. Not sure what game you were watching. Oilers were the better team. In the last 10 of the second, 5-on-5, a score could have easily been 6-1 Oilers. Uh, well, I do. Th- I do think they were the better team in the second period, and yeah. I do think they missed opportunities to get the, you know, the fourth goal for sure. But ultimately, they didn't get it. And I, I thought the Devils uh, were probably slightly better in the first period and were better in the third period. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I dig- I, look, we can. What game was I watching? Like, you can make a comment without being a, just making comments like that. Like, you know, let's participate as adults if we can. Yeah. 
Fair enough. Uh, this last one here is from Bill. He says, hey, Reed, got to disagree with you. Uh, I don't think the better team won last night. At times, Jersey was, but overall, the Oilers were the better team. Just missed some big chances to score. Well, f- fair enough, but executing those chances is part of being the better team, right? So exactly. I, I, I was impressed with how New Jersey played. Um, you know, I, again, I, I thought probably the Devils – deserve to be ahead after the first period. Yes, I, I liked how the Oilers responded in the second period for sure, but I think you got to give New Jersey credit for a relentless attack in the third period, right? Like, I, I, I do think they were pretty well. I agree. It was really back and forth the yeah, whole game. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, f- fair enough. I, I think, you know, I think those are both valid arguments. Again, mm-hmm. I don't think it was a disastrous game by the Oilers. I no. think that the Devils were slightly better overall in the evening. I get the argument that you could say, well, the you know, the Oilers had some very good moments. Sure, but you got to finish. And exactly. Yes, if they finished, we're telling a different tale today, but they didn't. That's pro sports. It often comes down to a, to a few plays and, and execution or not. Uh, 7804960063. I'm curious. I, I, I mean, am, I, am I wrong? Did, were the Oilers better last night? Am I giving the Devils too much credit? You can let me know.